What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rebunked. It's your boy Scott here in the house with another banger of an episode. So this one with the legendary Billy Ray Valentine. Now, Billy, uh, you know, I've been listening to him for years. Uh, he's got, like, the best broadcasting voice ever, you know. It's something that, you know, I, I, I look up to him quite a bit in a lot of ways, man. So definitely go check him out. The Infinite Fringe, America Unplugged. All the links and descriptions are below. So make sure you go check him out. Just real quick, guys, if you want to support the show, head over to the website, rebunked.news. Bottom of the page, you're going to see all the different ways. You know, uh, we've got, uh, you know, PayPal, Cash App, all that good stuff. You know, value for value donations. Also, we've got a subscribe star page. So I've been uploading some premium episodes, like 20, 30-minute rants. I think they're pretty good. So uh, if you want some extra, extra, extra stuff, head over to subscribestar.com forward slash rebunked. Um, let's see, working on the t-shirt shop. So that's going to be coming soon. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, and yeah, make sure you're following us on social media. I would say primarily the best spot is going to be Telegram, t.me forward slash rebunked pod. Um, I'm dropping memes, dropping articles, keeping up to date on all the episodes as they drop. And you can uh, chat along in the comment section of the post so it's like kind of a two-way street so like probably the best way to find uh anything that i post is going to be on there because i'll post stuff on instagram but it it, it probably doesn't it doesn't get to very many people like i'm already shadow banned on this new account so you guys telegram t.me forward slash rebunk pod is the best place to follow the show um bet another great way to support the show is with truth trs TruthTRS.com. It's an odorless, tasteless zeolite spray that absorbs all the heavy metals in your body and flushes them out. You're going to feel like a million bucks after it, and I just can't say enough good things about it. So TruthTRS.com to learn more about that. And without further ado, here is the legendary Billy Ray Valentine. All right, everybody. Well, joining me today is the legend himself, Billy Ray Valentine from the Infinite Fringe, several other podcasts. Billy, welcome back, man. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to the new digs here. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for having me, man. It looks great. You know, the, yeah. the, the, the couches are dope. You know, you got, you got good stuff in the fridge backstage. This is nice, man. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, 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 dude. Oh, man, like it's really an honor, man. Like uh, I've just been, I've been listening to you for years, way before I even got into podcasting. So it's just such a trip to be able to once again, bring you on and just have a cool discussion. So how are things on your end? You're, uh, we're both kind of in the bellies of the beast. And I feel like every conversation we've had, we've always kind of started off checking in, like, like what's going on right. with the tyranny on your end. <laughs> well, it's still tyranny, right? We have this new mayor here in New York mm-hmm. and, uh, Eric Adams, and uh, I don't like him at all. I don't, I don't like him at all, but, um, they are, you know, bringing down or are have already, uh, since uh, March 7th they've, uh, you know, stopped the mass mandates, right? And the vaccine passports for for restaurants and for, uh, you know, uh, theaters and gyms, you know, if you want to go see a concert, you can now, right? They stopped all of that. Um, for now, who knows what they have uh, rolled up their sleeve later on. They already know what they can do, what they're capable of doing, and what they can manipulate the people, uh, to doing right, they, they they have all of this in the books. Right? I believe that's one of the main reasons they did all of this stuff to observe us, behavioral science, to see what the hell happens, right? What they can make us do and how they can make us do it. But um, they kind of brought down some of this stuff here in New York. A lot of people were pushing back, regardless. 
They didn't want to wear the mask. They didn't want to do the vaccine passport. A lot of people that got the vaccines are pissed that these things have been taken down now because they were forced to do it, you know, and they weren't happy about being forced to do it. Of course, there are tons of people here that voluntarily went and said, yeah, give it to me. Please give me another. And I'm very happy that you're doing this and I'm going to wear five masks and I'm going to do social distancing that exists. It's New York. Right. But uh, there's a lot of people that that were pushing back on that. And I don't know if we get the credit for having this stuff come down, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, I'll take it uh, for the time being. I think we got to take what we can get and uh, improvise from there. You know, so if there's something good happening, you take it and try to flip it into your benefit even more. Right. That's what we're trying to do here in New York at this point in time, but it's a little bit more free than it was before. I'll tell you that. Awesome, man. Yeah. I was going to ask you like as a follow-up, like do you attribute it to the activism happening in the streets or is just this the way the narrative's going? And so, yeah. And and I'd love your thoughts on this too, man. Like really, um, you know, we got to have you on the fringe and and discuss some of this stuff, but, but um, I I really don't know. I don't know. And, And I think there's a lot of people that think it's due to the activism and I'm sure there was some part of that that uh, factored into the equation here. But I'm not 100% positive that this wasn't taken down by the powers that be just because they, uh, it was part of their agenda in the first place. We keep going over the SPARS document over at the Fringe. And when I was doing my live show and, and on America Unplugged, we keep going over this stuff because it's, it's pretty much lockstep happening whatever was in that, that document, you know, um, and at, at, towards the end of the document, everything came down, you know, and, and let's remember a lot of the negative information, if not all of the negative information that we got from about the vaccine and about uh, the lockdowns and about the mask. And, you know, this came from the mainstream media, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we know that the mainstream media is fully and totally controlled. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is, this is not, you know, crazy things coming out of my head. Everybody knows this, right? <laughs> like, you know, that, that, uh, that uh, mainstream media is completely and totally controlled. So why are they feeding us this narrative? Why are they, the way I look at it, and I've said it many times, it's, it's the controlled demolition of the COVID narrative. That's yeah. what's going on, in my opinion. I could be wrong. I hope it's all about the activism, you know, but uh, this doesn't seem to be that way. They had it premeditated. Uh, uh, I think the SPARS document came out in 2017, if I'm not mistaken, you know, so as far back as that, not to mention that um, uh, recently it was reported that Moderna had patented, patented uh, 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 a part of, uh, of DNA that was uh, found in uh, the COVID-19 virus itself. And they did this three years before the pandemic. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of uh, premeditated, you know, a lot of, uh, of things that happened before the fact, you know, that, that, um, that need you to believe, damn, you know, have we been conned here? Have we been manipulated in some type of mind war? How much mind control was uh, put on the public, you know, and, and why was this actually done besides the mass vaccination of the planet? What are the other layers of the onion that we're missing here? You know, and and I think that's something we need to look at. So I'm not 100 percent sure that um, we did this. You know, um, I, I think it was, like I said, a controlled demolition. Yep. 
you know, I, I happen to tend to agree with you, and I think part of it has to do with the fact that we can look at the coordinated takedown across uh, across the board, like across nations. They're all kind of pulling back at the right. exact same time, even right, state right. to state, like here in Oregon. So we're recording this on uh, Friday, March 11th, and at 11.59 here in Oregon, p.m., the mask mandate's officially going to end tonight, which is like wow. unheard of, right? <laughs> of right. course, probably more than half of the people out there are still going to go along with it. The businesses I've heard, of like right. all, when I looked it up this morning, like all the articles said, well, here's all the businesses that are still going to do it. Or, I heard, you know, businesses are still going to be compelled to, to hold it up anyway. And it's like, oh my gosh, like right. they're just not going to let it go. But at the same time, like you said, March 7th, I think it was. And then like here, it's like all within the same week, you know, they're right. all kind of coordinatedly in lockstep again, like mm-hmm. they like to do pulling back. And I think we're seeing the same thing in like Canada, but I agree. We're going to take the wins when we can. I've talked about that quite a bit on this show. And the fact that like this whole kind of the whole premise of this show is to kind of highlight and talk about the things that were at one point debunked and then it gets reported as true. And so we call that rebunked, right? So it's just a (laughs) nonstop uh, onslaught of things being rebunked as far as I'm concerned. And so we're taking the wins. We're going to, you know, I've been also saying like it's really important to not take these victories and then just rest on our laurels and just be like, okay, well, we can just go back to the way things were. Like this is where we're, this is where they're anticipating us right. going back to our daily lives and not, you know, maintaining the resistance that we've we've kept going this whole time. Like now that we've got a little bit of breathing room, this is where we start holding people accountable. This is where we start doing grand juries. This is when we start taking the evidence and, and using it to our advantage, you know, and all these things that are coming out, like you said, the, uh, the premeditated piece, I think, I, f- I think is going to be a huge piece of that. It kind of leads me to believe, and this is going to be like my next line of thinking here. So with the nine 11 narrative, right? We have right. tower seven, tower seven seems to be the thing that we can focus on to really expose the premeditated piece of it, right? Right, right. That's why Tower 7 is such an incredibly huge piece of the puzzle. There's so many different elements of 9-11 that are, that are suspicious, curious, strange, that leads us to want to ask more questions. But the real smoking gun in terms of the premeditation is Tower 7 and how right. that building came down and, and the, the physics that just don't make sense in the mainstream reporting of it. Right, right, right. And so now we've got all these different elements that indicate premeditation with the COVID thing. So I think like what you said, like the, 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 the Moderna patent is a huge one, you know, uh, oh, what are yeah. your thoughts on uh, focusing on the premeditated piece to hold these folks accountable? I think it's important. You know, so some people would say that, that it's not, we should just keep moving, keep uh, going forward. And uh, I guess I could see, I could see that argument, but I think it's really important to hold these people accountable for the crap that they've done. And uh, whether it be circumstantial evidence or not, it's uh, first off, I don't think that's circumstantial evidence. Let's just put it out there. Like uh, they said, it's one in a trillion ch- chance that this was by mistake. And there's still some meaning, meaning about a, the Moderna patent on the COVID-19 virus. Right. Um, um, they said it was one in a trillion chance that it was it was by mistake. But yet in the mainstream and the articles that came out, there were uh, um, experts uh, saying that, well, you know, it's a, it's a quirky coincidence. You know, it's a, what a coincidence. Oh my God, look at this. And, and next to that, we found a four leaf clover and we found a freaking uh, a Bigfoot and, and a unicorn. What a coincidence. You know, I mean, it's, it's impossible pretty much one in a trillion. It's impossible. It's, 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 it's impossible. Right. This was premeditated building seven. Right. Um, no, no, uh, no plane hit it and it came down. 
mm-hmm. right, on its own footprint, pretty much. Uh, only three uh, buildings ever in the history of buildings have come down, steel buildings come down due to fire. That's uh, World Trade Center 1, World Trade Center 2, and World Trade Center 7. Yep. That's it, right? Want to talk about more more uh, premeditated murder, right, or, or, or premeditated uh uh, circumstances, right, that, that we can point at. Uh, Willie Brown, he, he was warned not to get on a plane mm-hmm. that day. He's like, don't, don't travel on 9-11, please. Don't, don't do that because, hey, something may happen. So, so, so you don't want to do that. Or in the 70s, they were running drills of planes hitting these buildings, you know, planes hitting the Pentagon, all of this stuff, you know. So uh, it, it's been in the works for quite some time. War games, right, on the morning of September 11th, right? We, we, we remember all of that. FEMA was in the city, you know, uh, running several war games. There were many. Yeah, I remember Webster Tarpley put out a book. Um, I forget the name of the book, but he detailed um, all of the war games that were going on on the morning of 9-11, you know. Um, so, yeah, in, in comparison because you can, there are researchers now, Mark from Housatonic Live, a couple of others, that are, are building a bridge from 9-11 to COVID. Nice. You know, there, there's a lot of similarities there. You know, um, and now we look at, at, at COVID-19. And we already knew, Scotty. We were fully freaking aware, man, you and I and people listening, that uh, there was something up. Right, that this was probably created in a, in a lab and it, it, it leaked out. We were saying this in the very beginning of uh, what, uh, what is called the pandemic, in the very beginning of when this popped off. We were speculating in that direction, but the mainstream said, no, that's a crazy conspiracy theory. Don't say it. That's not right. Fact check them. That's not right. Now, now, they're openly admitting it for some reason which leads me to believe other stuff. All right. At this point, I'm like, okay, if they're opening, admitting it, is it even true? <laughs> you know? like, I don't know what to think anymore, but they're, and that's part of the psyop. Mm-hmm. They, they um, are actively looking to confuse the people and you don't know where to turn. You don't know who's going to give you right information, right? That this is a part of it. This is a part of the psyop in my opinion, you know? So um, when this all, all popped off, we were all saying, yeah, it, it was probably created in a lab, you know, and it probably either leaked or was released as a bioweapon of sorts. What's going to happen in the future? I don't know. But uh, now we've been vindicated to a certain degree. You know, they're, they're openly talking about this now that it probably leaked from a lab. But now we have this piece, you know, of, uh, of, uh, of Moderna. You know, they patent this. We know the, the intimate relations between Moderna, Moderna and Anthony Fauci. You know, we know that they've worked together for many years now. And of course, the Moderna vaccine is uh, one of the prominent three that uh, were given to the United States. And, uh, and it was Johnson and Johnson, Moderna and Pfizer. And now Johnson and Johnson has been cut off hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, a lot of people say because it's not uh, like a, a mRNA technology, even though it has aspects of it, that's why it was cut off. Right. So we have Moderna and Pfizer, Pfizer being the, the Rolls Royce, right? The preferred vaccine of the gangster clash, right? And this is what they like. So we have these two uh, that are making, uh, uh, what is it? What was it? It was a thousand dollars a minute profit oh, that geez. Pfizer yeah. was making Easy. off of this, you know, a thousand dollars a minute. And um, if they did this for profit and for murder, 
and for population control, hell yeah, we need to hold them accountable. And if something comes out that points in the direction, on top of all the other stuff that points in the direction, it's like one of those cartoons that has a ton of arrows that are pointing in one way with lights flashing, you know? <laughs> hey, it's them, it's them. That's what it's looking like right now. We should definitely take them up on it, bring them over and be like, hey, come here. What the hell did you just do? <laughs> Why do we have this, uh, this, uh, this proof on this end and proof on this end and proof on that end? We're not going to take this crap anymore, right? So we need to hold them accountable. It's important to hold them accountable. And all of this stuff that's coming out, even though it's being given to us by the mainstream, right? We need to take it and use it and, and flip it for, for our benefit, us, the people, you know, because ultimately we're the ones that are under attack here. You know, it's not the gangster class. It's not the government's. No, it's us. It's us, the people, whether whether we uh, agree with each other or not, whether we want to take the vaccine or not, whether we think this shit is real or not. It doesn't matter. They're not discriminating. Right. We're all freaking being uh, 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 gathered up under this one mind control umbrella. So we need to uh, figure this out and start pointing at those people that don't have our best interest at heart, if that makes any sense to you. It totally does, man. And I think it's so critical, uh, just whether or not it will go down. I know there, there are people making the efforts, like Reiner right. Fulmick, the attorney in Germany, who's uh, doing like a kind of a mock template grand jury. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's pretty cool. Like, like all the big... The big experts, they're being pulled in to act as like expert witnesses. And it's basically they're they're doing a tr- like a test run to kind of just demonstrate, OK, this is what a, this is what Nuremberg, two would look like if we were to do it. And they're bringing right. in everybody like Whitney Webb and like the McCulloughs and the Malones of the world, like all that stuff. Yeah. So definitely something to keep an eye on there. Now, in terms of uh, this being a premeditated genocidal event, you know, I've, I've kind of uh, so back Around this time last year, we dropped this little mini documentary that we made called The Ten Stages of Genocide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, the argument being at the time, you know, this was just just right when the vaccine had started to roll out and the polarization It was right after the election, like before Joe Biden took office. Like it was just the polarization was maximum to the extreme. Now, at the same time, like the anti-vaxxers hadn't quite been demonized to the degree that they were, you know, like, like the nurses were still the heroes, you know, all right. that sort of stuff. I was just kind of reflecting and pondering on this and kind of the argument that we were making and, and the discussions that we were having around it at the time, we were saying like, so the 10 stages of genocide, you know, like it's, uh, it's, uh, let's see, just a, just real, real quick. So number one is classification. Two is symbolization. Three is discrimination. Four is dehumanization. Five is organization. Six is polarization seven preparation, eight persecution, and nine is extermination. And then 10 is denial. Mm. Now, this is put out by a guy named Dr. Gregory Stanton at Genocide Watch, genocidewatch.com, and it's basically him tracking genocides throughout history. You know, in the little mini documentary we talked about, like, not too in-depth, but, you know, like the Holocaust, the Armenian genocide, like Rwanda, Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And kind of the argument being, like, at that time, this time last year, we were thinking, like, we were on stage eight, you know, they won immediately before the genocide and like revisiting this recently, we were, I was kind of examining it and I'm like, what, what, what stage are we at now? Are we still <laughs> the persecution? Are we still waiting for this mass genocide? And it's like, and see, I was thinking in terms of like the mass genocide being like, you know, rounding up anti-vaxxers and putting them in boxcars and taking them to camps and gas chambers, all that stuff. Right, 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 right. right That's right, what right. I was figuring the, the, the genocide was going to look like. But looking back now, right now, 
I feel like it's already happened. No, no, no. I, 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 I think you're right. You know, and, uh, and that's what I thought was going to happen at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be full on martial law. Like everything yeah. I had learned, everything I had been conditioned to learn. Right. Don't get it twisted. If you're hearing the alternative media, you've been conditioned yeah. for a lot of things. And I was like, you know what? Oh man, this is it. This is it. And it yeah. kind of was, but it was different. We didn't yeah. give, we didn't give these people enough credit. Mm-hmm. They realized that, that a hard martial law would probably cause a big backlash, right? Yeah. It would probably cause an uprising. So they didn't do that. They did it differently. They did medical martial law. They did soft martial law, you know? So uh, to your point, you know, um, they just uh, didn't go hard. You know, right. and and with the vaccines, we were waiting for people to get rounded up. I was a little bit more hip to it at that point, but I had to learn from what happened in COVID. You know, when things looked a little bit different, when I didn't see tanks rolling down the street. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. I'm like, here's what they're doing. Okay. So w- w- we knew uh, that they were going to go for the vaccine angle. We knew that, right? Yeah. Uh, because that's the, the mass vaccination of the planet has been in their sights for a long, long time. So we knew that they were going to try to force it upon people. But um, if they did it dragging people from their apartments via China, you know, like uh, that's not going to work here in the United States. Mm-hmm. So how do you do it? You flip it, right? And you use the medical tyranny, you use a guilt and, and tell people that uh, if they don't get these vaccines, they're putting, you know, uh, their neighbor and their grandmother and their obese husbands, uh, you know, on and on and on we're putting them in a compromising position because they may die because we haven't gotten the vaccine and people go, go do that. Or worst comes to worst. You can't work. You won't be able to, uh, uh, to, uh, you know, uh, provide for your family in any sort of way, unless you get this, because otherwise we won't let you in the building. Right. So there was that, there was that type of coercion. This is what they did. And, you know, a lot of people woke up to even that, right? They were like, wait, if this is life-saving technology that's good. That's, why aren't people just running to get this? Why is there so much pushback? Why is half of the country feeling like uh, they don't want to do this? You know, and it's more than that, actually. I think it's more than half of the country that, that didn't want to do it. I think a lot of this stuff is being underreported. Um, but uh, they were hip. They, they, they got smart to it. And uh, that's not the way to do it. So I, I don't anticipate seeing um, full on FEMA camp style uh, arrest and, you know, that, that type of uh, that type of hard martial law. The, the reason they've been able to get a, get away with what they've been able to get away with for so long is because they set the illusion of freedom. They give you the illusion that you can do certain things and they need to keep that illusion going. Because otherwise, the uprising will happen. And at, at some point, it may be in their plans to make that uprising happen, right? I just yeah. don't think it's, it's now. We need, we, there's so much going on, Scotty, that uh, uh, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to keep everything in line. But we need to figure out exactly what's going on with us. So, so much of us even here in, the, uh, in the, here in the alternative media are so wrapped up in what we think is, is true. And we fail to look at everything else. And then we, we talk to, we talk about people that outside of the alternative uh, normies, you know, and that's, that's a, 
in my opinion, that that that's counterproductive. We can't we can't call these people names. <laughs> they call us yeah. names. We don't like it. You know, we don't yeah. like it when they call us conspiracy theorists. We don't like uh maybe conspiracy theorists isn't that, but uh what is it? Tinfoil hat wearing crackpots, whatever, right? Oh, yeah. You know, so we can't turn around and call them names because that's divisive and that's what they want, right? We need to we need to try to come together and respect uh, where they're coming from, and and maybe they'll respect where we're coming from, and then we can come to some type of agreement and uh, maybe avoid having to, ha- ha- to having to have a hot uprising. You know, we can do we can have an uprising of of peace. We can have an uprising of uh, of resistance but not, uh, not uh, hot resistance, you know, just uh, defiance of authority, you know, by in peaceful means, not necessarily having to pick up guns to do it. I think that's the best way to go about it. But I, right now and for the foreseeable future, I don't see them doing something like that, right? Like yeah. rounding us all up or putting us in camps and all that, even though the rumors are there and they're, they're a lot, they're mainly there to scare the crap out of us. Totally. Right. And and uh, and to feed into some of the avenues that that they want to stream us into, as far as uh, as beliefs go, you know they they want to uh, shuffle some people into the alternative media side. Some people are in the mainstream side. Some people are in the far right. Then there are other people in the far left. You know the whole deal. You know, uh, so we need to be conscious of that and realize that all these streams are being controlled by the same people. Absolutely, all of them. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and uh, I, I agree. Like. I don't think it's going to be boxcars and camps anytime soon, right. you know, but you know, obviously they've been talking about that since like this, like a long time, a long time ago. Right. But, uh, <laughs> right. but, uh, you know, when we look at like the VAERS numbers, when we look at the mm. reported deaths within the first 48 hours of getting a shot, you know, if you right. guys go to like any listeners, if you haven't been there, like openvares.com, they basically right. aggregate the data from the CDC and then report based off of that, which, you know, Harvard health and human services have done, independent studies in the past way before COVID back when it was okay to criticize the medical establishment, you know, determined that upwards of a hundred times underreported on VAERS. So mm. in other words, when you look at whatever's being reported on VAERS, it could be upwards of a hundred times. They say that it's between one to 10% of the actual number. So right now we're at like 24,000 reported deaths due to the COVID vaccine. Most of these happening within the first 48 to 72 hours you know, that's at least some cause for concern, I would think, unless, you know, but, and we could extrapolate that out. Let's just go crazy and just say it is 1%, you know, now we're talking 2.4 million deaths, right? That's, that's the genocide that I'm talking about. I feel like that has happened, man. It's, it's just breaking my heart, man. And, and even if it is 24,000 people, that is absolutely unacceptable that we haven't stopped just to take a look, right. not even just a teeny tiny look. And if you like look at this, so when we're looking at the 10 stages of genocide and the 10th stage of genocide is at the denial, the cover up. And it says right here, so stage 10, denial. The perpetrators of genocide dig up the mass graves, burn the bodies and cover up the evidence and intimidate the witnesses. They deny that they committed any crimes and often blame what happened on the victims. Like, oh, you you guys just went out and took an experimental shot? Like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? Like, you should have looked right. into it. They block investigations of crimes, continue to govern until driven from power by force. So, I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like we're, we're witnessing a bit of the cover-up, and that cover-up involves the obfuscation of the whole thing by, like, maybe diverting our attention elsewhere, right? Let's just start a war. Right. If we start a war, then people are going to have bigger fish to fry. 
No, man. Um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things there, right? Uh, in particular about about um how many people have reported adverse reactions, mm-hmm. right? There's clearly more than that, right? Like, yeah. I mean, ultimately, there is definitely more than that. It's, these are just reported. Not everybody reports. People die and they can't report it because they're dead, right? At the very least. Yeah. Um, people, you know, now it's it's trying, they're trying to normalize little kids having heart attacks. Yeah. Like this happens, you know, kids have heart attacks. It's all good. I mean, they've been having heart attacks forever. Right, Scott? I mean, you remember when kids had heart attacks back in oh, the yeah. day? All the time. No, no, this isn't a thing, you know, and, and, but they're trying to make it to be. And that's part of the mind control again. You know, but some people think of mind control, you have to sit in a chair and they put something on, over your head. And no, the mind control is the television. The mind control is the radio. The mind control is the internet. You know, it's, it's all mind control, everything. They, 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 they mold a perception through these avenues, right? And now they're trying to tell you that uh, kids, it's, it's customary for them to have heart attacks. You know, how many of these athletes are just falling, dying? That's it. You know, myocarditis is a thing now, right? And to, I didn't know what the hell myocarditis was. Now it's, it's, it's a common everyday vernacular, right? And I'm like, okay, um, why is this? You know, why is, why is myocarditis in my vocabulary now? Why am I aware of this, you know? And uh, they're like, no, it's rare. It doesn't happen often, you know? They, it, it may happen, you know, but it's very, very rare. But what we're going to do is, we're going to, um, you know, lengthen the amount of time between vaccines mm. to limit the myocarditis. Well, I thought it was rare. I thought it wasn't a problem. You know, I thought, I, I thought, it, was, I thought it was fine, right? Now, I, I, how many people died between that time because they refused to do something about it, whether it be premeditated or not? They refused to... to Acknowledge that there was a huge problem going on with myocarditis and people were dying left and right of heart issues. You know how many people and heart attacks were a thing before this for, for grown people. But you, I mean, it, it's not like I was seeing everybody uh, like fall left and right because of it. Now it's happening. People are getting heart attacks. They're getting heart conditions left and freaking right, right after they get this vaccine. You know, but there's no correlation to be made. Look the other way. It's not a thing. Nothing to see here. Don't, don't worry about it. It's, it's not the, va- it can't be the vaccine. It's something else altogether. So we got serious problems here, you know, yeah. um, and, and uh, whether it be, you know, the, for, for a lot of these vaccines back then, if, if, uh, if even a fraction of this was reported, it, it would be shut down. And that's not the case here. They're actually actively pushing it. And even for people that, uh, that by their own numbers and by their own statistics, don't need this stuff, you know, like kids, they're still actively pushing it. It's a money grab, it's control. And maybe it's something else. If we're going to, if we want to get really conspiratorial with it, what the hell are they injecting us with? And I think that's fine to discuss because in reality, we have no freaking idea and it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Also, the head of Pfizer came out and said, yeah, this is not going to protect you. uh, If you got one of them, if you get two of them, it's little to no protection. If you get the third, there might be some type of reasonable protection. Over here in December, bro, in January, everybody came down with that shit. And this yeah. place is about 96, 97% vaccinated here in New York City. Everybody came down with it. And people telling me, I got neighbors, I got friends. 
Like, yeah, we took the vaccine. We came down with COVID. It hit us pretty hard. So, I mean, this stuff doesn't even freaking work. You know, so uh, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see where this is going, but it's also re- really frightening. What did they inject us with? Mm-hmm. You know, the people that had to take it, God bless them. What, what, what were they injected with? You know, and um, it, it pains me because we're going to live to see this, Lord willing, live to see what happens in the future and see how this affects everyone. Yeah, man, it's, it's shocking. And who knows, man? Like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't trust them with, with any of it, man. Like I pretty much they've lost all credibility. I mean, that's one of the things yeah. that they talked about early on. Gosh, I can't remember who it was. There was some person who was like in the medical establishment saying like, you guys, we should probably take a look at this because <laughs> this is going to ruin our credibility forever, forever. Right. Like no one's going to believe us after this. And, and, and it's true. And thank God for it. You know, the whole house of cards has been exposed. I know like Kevin Jenkins, for example, um, he's going to come on the show here soon. I guess he just uh, started up or he is now the CEO of this new group called Freedom Medical, you know, that are that are taking the initiative and, and providing services. It's like the parallel economy, basically. You know, I feel like that is our absolute solution to this whole thing. It's just like building our own things to where we just like we've already, in a sense, I'm not just saying like we, but collectively our voices have kind of culminated to where we've drawn the audience away from what was once the mainstream media that, that was their, their weapon of disseminating all this information. Like they've just been, just been basically cut at, cut down at the knees to where they aren't able to get their message out the way that they were. You know, we've got these platforms and we've got these, uh, you know, we've got all this stuff that's just drawing all these people in, man. And it's an awesome, amazing thing that we're building, you know? And speaking of which, <laughs> hard segue here but you got some <laughs> awesome stuff going on on your end here huh the well, parallel we, economy right well you know i mean it, it, there is something to be said for that right yeah. i mean and that would be the ultimate solution right um to build our own to do our own right yeah and and uh separate i mean the the one of the best ways you can fight back is by hitting them in their pockets right that's the yeah. best oh, freaking yeah. way Right. Yep. To separate completely and do your own thing. I get it, man. And it's a lot e- easier said than done. I understand that 100%. But if you can pull it off out there, whomever's listening, um, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's up to us, up to the rest of us to support it and, and keep it going, you know, and not necessarily support the mainstream, even though that's very hard to do. I understand, you know. Um, so what we're doing is um, it's in the works. It's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. It's a little bit more than ground level now. It's it's elevated to a, a working stage. We're actually trying to figure this out. Is is we're we're going to, Lord willing, uh, put together a platform where, where we can speak freely about uh, what we want to speak about and a home for for the alternative media, and um, you know Scotty's going to be involved. Lord, Lord willing. You know, but uh, but we're going to see maybe in a month and a half, two months, the three months tops, we're, we're going to try to launch something. Um, and uh, I, I hope I hope I hope we can do it. We've, we've had this in mind for about two years. Um, but um, recently we've kicked it into full gear, you know, and we've met with a web designer and we have we have some people that are willing to house the platform and a couple of other things in the works. There's about 30. 30 people that have committed to giving us content in some way, shape or form. 
and uh, hopefully we get it done. I think we're going to get it done. I, I don't want to speak prematurely, but uh, we have a URL. We have the name for the platform and everything. Uh, we have a web designer. <laughs> so it's looking, it's looking likely, you know, so it, that would be a really big deal. In, and and uh, the goal is to have something for us, by us, like, like FUBU in the 90s. I don't oh, know yeah. if you remember that. I but used to work FUBU in the 90s. I was that kid, man. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. Um, I had a dope FUBU cat when I was yeah. a kid. It was. It I didn't was even dope. know what it meant. I was just like, that was my jam. Like, it's so crazy. I just recently got into like 90s rock, like Soundgarden and all that. Because back then I was just listening to like Master P. Oh, yeah, but- Right, right, and right. all that stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God, I missed out on a whole decade of the best music. Anyway, whatever. That oh, was right. You know, it was. It was the best music, hip hop and rock. Exactly. Was, exactly. The 90s was incredible. Man, I was um, quite I was quite the character in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's for us by us, right? Yeah, for yeah. us here in the alternative media by us in the alternative Amazing. media. You know, and 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 that's what we want to do. So I I don't want people and of course it's it's gonna be a work in progress. We're gonna we're gonna need everybody's support and everybody's cooperation in order to get it off the ground and, and have it, have it work. Right. Cause yeah. we, we don't have the money behind YouTube, you know, or, yeah. or any of these other platforms that will eventually, if they haven't already kick us off, you know, kick us off and, and, uh, and censor us and, and say, you can't say this, you can't say that. It's not what we want to do. Um, so, we've gotten together to, to build something and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll come back. Hopefully we'll come back or, or, or Scotty can tell you all about it once it's launched. And awesome. it, it, it's going it, it's, it's, it's going to be an experience cause I've never done anything like this. Right. Yeah, man. So, so it's like, okay, we want to do it. How do we do it? You know, so there's going to be a lot of bumps in the road, but, but I believe that uh, it's going to come out very good. And, and, and I think a lot of people will be cool with it. You know, it's a, a lot of, a lot of my friends, a lot of people I respect, a lot of people that uh, most of the alternative media knows are going to be involved in this. So I'm looking forward to it. That's so rad, man. I'm super excited and really honored that you kind of reached out and asked me to be part of it. Yeah, so man. really, really amazing. So a uh, couple questions though. So like you, Billy have like, one of the best like broadcasting voices and presence. Like it's just so you, perfect, man. You just draw people in. It's so epic. Uh, so, and I know you do, you do a lot of like, um, so you do not only the, the, the recorded podcast, but you do a lot of like live broadcasting as well. Yeah. What are some of the biggest differences that you would say between like doing a lot? And, I've, and I've, I've been on with you, you know, during the live show with like the commercial right. breaks and stuff like that. So it's definitely a different feel, mm-hmm. different whole process almost. So what would you say though, as a, as a broadcaster, are the two biggest differences between doing like a recorded podcast versus like a live radio broadcast? Man, I love doing live radio, right? And I, and I started doing the fringe as a recorded podcast, you know, um, and three months into doing the fringe, I got asked to do live radio, which was dope. I had never done it before. Um, and I didn't know if I could, you know, but I was like, fuck it, we're going to try it. Let's do it. <laughs> right. Um, but, um, I love doing live radio because there's no room for fuck ups, right? You got to go. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, if I'm recording something, I'm the type of guy that's like, oh man, I didn't like that. Let me edit that out. You know, <laughs> oh, let me start it over. You know, no, 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 there's none of that. None of that. And, and uh, it allowed me, it, it gave me time because I used to overthink these things so much on a podcast. It's like, all right, damn, what am I doing here? Okay. Let me edit this out. Let me edit this out. I don't like the way that sounds. Let me try to fix the volume. Let me try to do this. When I'm live, I'm live. It's time to go. If you mess up, you mess up, pick it up and keep going. 
you know, and, and it really keeps you on your toes and gets you a bit sharp. You know, I love it. I love going live. I love listening. I love having people uh, in a live chat that interact with me. You know, it's dope. I love it. So, I mean, that's the biggest difference, right? Like um, when you're doing a podcast and, and there's um, benefits to that, of course, you know, but when you're doing a podcast, it, in my opinion, it lacks the energy of a live show. It's, there's, there's a rush to it, you know, especially when there's people there waiting to hear you. You know, and it's like, I bet, you know, and, and let, let's do it, you know. And uh, sometimes, you know, you, you're not going to have anything to talk about. Okay, let's wing it, you know. <laughs> let's see what we're going to do. You have to do it, right? Because it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you, you've uh, subscribed to it. It's something that, that you've committed to, and, right? And, and, and you, you, have to, you have to move forward with it. So that's, that's my biggest, uh, that's why I love live radio so much. It forces me to do things. Like, it, it forces me to get out of my comfort zone. You know, and, and if I screw something up, there's no room to, oh, let me edit that out. I'll just say, damn, I screwed that up. Okay. It's time to keep going. Boom. Or you don't even mention it. You just keep going. You know, um, it's a different feel. Like you said, it's a different type of, uh, it's, you know, there, there, there's some adrenaline, adrenaline there, you know, like it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's more alive because it is live, you know? So (laughs) that's what I, that's the biggest difference. Podcasting is cool. I enjoy podcasting. I enjoy talking. It's like a conversation with my friend, you know? Uh, but live radio is like a conversation with my friend and a few thousand people listening. Let's see how we're going to work this out. You know? <laughs> so I love it. I love live radio. You should try it. Actually, you are going to try it. So. I know, man. That's so cool. That's why I was kind of curious. I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, that's exactly where I'm at. I'm at that point where it's like, crap, I've never done that before. Like, am I good enough? Can I do it? I don't know. Oh, you're going to kill gonna it, brother. It. Like you said. Yeah, you're going to do fantastic. I can't uh, wait to have you, man. It's going to be great. Do you do like, have you ever done like call-in type shows where like the audience like calls in? See, I've never been, see, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst with tech, with technology. Okay, yeah. So I've never been able to do that. I've been on other shows where people call yeah. in, Ugh. you know, and, and yeah. that's fun. You know, um, you know, it's, it's, so I, I definitely want to incorporate that into the next live show that I do, you know, have maybe one day just call-ins, you know, and, and speak to people. I think it's dope. Uh, I've only, yeah. uh, I haven't been able to do it just because I, I don't know how, you know, or something would screw up or whatever, like, um, I'm not very tech savvy, even though I've, I've been doing a podcast for five years, you know, so I, I've learned how to do certain things, but overall, I'm just like, mm, you know, um, uh, it, it, it's still a mystery to me how to get some of this stuff done you know? yeah, I and I don't it. have time, you know, to really sit down and learn it either. So, but, um, but yeah, man, no, I, I love doing calling call shows. We're, we're definitely going to try to incorporate that into, into the new platform and, and moving forward, you know. Man, that's super cool. Well, I mean, I, I commend you for your uh, ambition and your uh, motivation to do it. And just uh, I have no doubt that it's going to be, you know, something pretty special, pretty awesome. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, man, it's really cool. So what else you got on your radar out there in New York? Like, what is there uh, anything else cracking that's on your radar? Man, I don't know, man. This this, uh, you know, everything's super expensive. That's okay. for sure. Yep. Right. Uh, gas is is ridiculous. Right. And uh, and uh going to the supermarket is crazy. Like I go, I, I, I spend most of my money in the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I'll roll in there and literally buy six things for 60 bucks. Oof. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, and now it's, you know, sometimes these things are advertised or, or are, are reported, you know, but they don't really impact you. You know, that you're seeing this stuff, but your, your day to day is fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's impacted me now. Okay. You know, where I'm like, damn, or I'm going to different supermarkets to try to figure out what I can get for cheaper somewhere else. Because it's ridiculous, the amount of money we're spending on stuff. 
And what I'm what I'm seeing is they're blaming this on Ukraine yeah. and Russia. You know, they're blaming. I'm like, no, 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 no. This has been happening for a while now. Of course, that might have contributed to it being even worse, but it's been happening for a while now. But they're trying to just throw everything that way. Oh, look, the economy is shit because of, uh, you know, the stock market and all this other stuff because of Russia and Ukraine. Oh, gas prices are through the roof. Oh, that's because of Russia and Ukraine. Oh, you can't, I can't go to the supermarket and buy whatever I'm going to buy for, for reasonable amounts of money. Oh, that's because of Russia and Ukraine. Oh, I slipped on a banana peel yesterday. That's because of Vladimir Putin and Russia and Ukraine. That's what they're doing now. They're sending it over there. And I don't think it's a coincidence that um, this followed the controlled demolition of the COVID narrative. Mm-hmm. And went right there. It was, it was an easy transition for them. And of course, the Ukraine situation is not new. This has been going on for quite some time, you know, and uh, it, it, I feel like it's uh, the New World Order's way of, uh, of cashing in on a receipt. You know, they have it there and they had it in their back pocket and they're like, how do we, how do we transition from the COVID narrative to something else? What do we do? How do we get uh, the collective mindset to concentrate on this and go ahead and pull the, put the, the, the Ukrainian flag on their Facebook page or on their Twitter feed, you know, and not knowing anything about the Ukraine, not, not to say that I'm an expert expert because I'm far from far from. Okay. But uh, I'm also not going around putting the Ukrainian flag on my Twitter page. Okay. I'm not, I'm not doing that, but so many people are, and they know next to nothing about the con the, the conflict going on over there. And I know just a little bit next to nothing, but I'm not taking part in this. Right? I'm not picking a side of something that I know nothing about. Right. And uh, what I do know is that this conflict has been going on for quite some time. And it appears as if they've been goading Vladimir Putin into this for quite some time. Not to say that he's a good guy and I'm not taking any sides. OK, um, but it, it appears that the new world order had to switch for this conflict to just uh, hit the hit the switch and and let this happen and shift the consciousness of uh, the majority of the world from covid into what's going on now right and then use this conflict as a way uh, as a scapegoat for uh, economic hardships for uh, all the other stuff that's going on that's being blamed on this particular uh situation how do you feel about that Oh man, you know, it's, uh, I completely agree, man. Like, it's just insane. Like just some of the, just the surface level things mm-hmm. kind of just fracture the whole narrative. Like, like, of course, just the kind of the cliche ones, like right off the bat, it's like, now they've got all these folks like rooting for a government that has like factions within it that are like literally like reported neo-Nazis. Like, how did you get, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like they're messing with us. They're like, Hey, watch <laughs> this. We're going to get them all to root for the Nazis. Bam. You know, but okay. So there's that element, you know, I've heard stories of like, you know, um, since the coup in 2014 and uh, there's been like actual genocides occurring against like, uh, you know, ethnic Russians in certain regions of Ukraine. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. Again, like I, I'm with you, man. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about it, but what I do know is that when the establishment, when all these corporations align, a certain way along with the government and big tech and the media, when they're all aligned on something, it's almost been proven to me personally that that is something that I need to be pushing back against for whatever reason. Like, it's just kind of weird how that, uh, that dynamic is there. Like if they want to squash us and squash the resistance, all they would have to do is just collectively pick one of our issues and just rally forward. I'd be like, 
oh shit, I guess maybe I should give up my guns. Like, <laughs> like if they all of a sudden, if they all of a sudden start saying like, we need to arm the American population. We need to get all the guns in their hands. We need to do like cheap guns. Like, let's just start giving guns away. I'd be like, I don't know if I want guns. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right. And that's part of the, of the, uh, uh, how do I say it? You know, when, when, if, if you've, uh, if you have a dog and, and you hit it, which you probably shouldn't, but yeah. if you hit a dog and you go to pet it, it just, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. slouches back because it's anticipating, you know, the, the, it's mm-hmm. anticipating your hand hitting, hitting him, you know? Yeah. And, and he's like, no, 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 don't do that. So he squelches back and tries to protect himself. That's what we've, we've been, that's what's happened to us here in the alternative media, bro. Yeah. Like, oh, we, totally. you know, it's just like, wait a minute. What are you saying? Like if the mainstream is saying it, we, we, we squouch down and we try to protect ourselves from it because it's, it's what we're used to. Mm-hmm. We're used to them lying to us. Yeah. This isn't something that we thought up in our minds. This isn't something we've created. This isn't, you know, this is legit. Mm-hmm. They've lied to us. CNN lies to us. Fox News has lied to us. Mm-hmm. OAN lies to us. Newsmax nice lies to us. They they lie to us. They might lie to us. They may lie to us from different angles, from different perspectives, but it's a lie nonetheless, right? And we are the recipients of the lie and everything that comes with it. So when the mainstream comes out with something, anything. If they're saying, hey, arm the population, well, we're automatically going to think here in the alternative media, why are they doing this? Yeah, wait, wait, well, maybe, I, maybe I don't want them to do it this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep that gun. <laughs> like, you know, because even though, and this is why I'm trying to preach, like, let's take advantage of whatever comes our way that seems beneficial, yeah. right? Take, it, take advantage of it, right? Like, like people were, people were uh, really uh, critical during the pandemic of the unemployment benefits that people were receiving. And I would say, Hey, take the freaking money. Mm-hmm. They're giving it to you for whatever reason. It's, it's, uh, it's scraps off the table. It's really nothing in the long run. Take it, feed your family, figure it out. Take that, use that money to elevate yourself or put yourself in a position where you don't have to take their money anymore. You know, whether it's whether it's coming uh, um, from a, from a bad place, you know, or not, we need to we need to adjust is what we need to do. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but I'm like, we need to adjust. And if these things come our way that are good, let's let's take them and use them and realize that we should not depend on these things and they can be cut off at a moment's notice. So let's try to put ourselves in a better position uh, while we can with these things. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, that's, that's something that I've been talking about a lot, you know, and, and really my whole focus here is like, I want to talk about solutions. I want to talk about alleviating our dependence on these systems. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take a lesson from what we've seen in both Canada and Russia. Like when the establishment decides to turn your whatever off, None. your money, your bank account, right. your, your supply, whatever it is, they can just do it and a flip mm-hmm. of a switch for any reason. Right. And they will manufacture reasons to oh, do yeah. it. They will make up an excuse to turn off your bank account and unperson you completely. No problem. <laughs> I mean, that's the world where we are definitely just steamrolling into right, right, is right, the, right. the complete top-down digital control where we don't even have autonomy over our own ability to survive as if we're in this system. And so anything we can do to break free of this system, you know, like uh, we've talked about like the FEMA camps earlier. You know, I think that so much of what we're seeing, whether it's the the big cyber pandemic, cyber polygon, all this stuff that they've been preaching about and running war games on and, mm-hmm. 
and just basically telegraphing that that's going to be their next move, you know, if, if we can remove ourselves from dependence on the system, we can ensure that we won't be impacted buy it as much as possible. Like if we can just grow our own food or at least have our oh, own man. supply lines where we know right. somebody who, who's got food, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 uh, like, like a farm or something like that. And just any tiny little bit, we can move in that direction is a beneficial thing because I think when that does happen, that's when the FEMA camps are going to come out, you know, and, <laughs> and anything we can do to keep ourselves out of the FEMA, cause it's going to be packaged and sold to us. Like, Hey, yeah, the collapse happened. There's no food. There's no nothing. So here, why don't you guys all just come? Whoops. Why don't you guys just come on down to the FEMA, <laughs> come on down to the FEMA camps. We'll yeah. take good care of you here. No, you know what I mean? Right, so man. I think the, the prerogative at this point is to do everything we can to avoid having to go to a FEMA camp just to right. eat, you know? Right. And if that means that you need to take advantage of some government programs, you go right ahead and do that. Yeah. All right? Don't, don't worry about what other people are saying. Don't worry about anything. What gets you in a better position to, uh, to help yourself and to help your family, you know? Um, that's not for anybody else to decide. All right. So if, if it can get you there and a lot of us, um, here, some of us are better off than others, but you know, uh, most of the people don't have the wealth, right? Most of the people are working class or middle class and the middle class is being eliminated, uh, you know, at every step. So it's, it's a bigger gap between the filthy rich and the dirt poor. Mm-hmm. Right. So most of the people, the 99% or whatever you want to call it, are dirt poor. We need to figure this out. Right. And, and not uh, say, well, you know, they're clearly uh, running an operation on us. And maybe they are. Right. Maybe, maybe the, uh, what is it? Uh, I, f- I forget the term, the universal basic income. Mm-hmm. It's not a good thing. Right. It's not right. In my opinion, anyway. Right. It's, it's going to keep us dependent on on these governments to give us a stipend so we can live. And if uh, they're giving us a stipend so we can live, that means they own us. That's what it means. Plain and simple. But if you find yourself in a predicament where that's all you can do, where you need it, take it. But take it in a smart way. Realize that you can't have it forever and that you need to cut that off ASAP. Use it against them. Yeah. Right. It's like rage against oh, the yeah. machine or, 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 or cogs in the machine. We are the cogs in the machine. The machine can't work without us. Right. Without the cogs. If, if some of the cogs separate, you know, they have to fix the machine. The machine will shut down. So let's use what we have work within this system. Take advantage of what we can take advantage of. Use it for us and separate. That's what we need to do. I think that's the best way to go about these things right now. Absolutely. Yes. The separation, you know, uh, that's, you know, I, I don't know. I've been talking a lot about it on the show and I don't want to get too much, into it, but I'm actually leaving here in Oregon, man. I'm, I'm, I got a truck and I'm headed over to Tennessee to start Good like, you. Get, I'm going to get plugged in with, uh, some of the folks that are just doing, uh, you know, the more agrarian lifestyle and just that's fantastic. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the deal, man. Like I'm trying like my universal basic income. My goal <laughs> is my universal basic income is going to be having like a, like just some freaking, I'm not, I'm not in a position to buy any land, but I'm going to go see if I could like help someone on theirs or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's going to be my universal basic income is a freaking field full of food. And maybe Good some for food. you, man. You know what I'm and maybe, like, maybe you'll get in a position where you can buy some land at some point. I'm not in a position that, where I can leave New York city. I'm not, yeah. I can't, I can't leave. And yeah. this is a trap. This is a death trap here. I love this city, but it's yeah. a death trap. I know what it is. Most city, most cities around the world are that. You know, um, but um, one day 
uh, maybe I'll get it together and I can, and I can get out of here. You know, I'm actively building towards that, towards that reality, yeah. you know? So I'm, I'm very happy to hear that that's what you're doing Yeah. and, and going out there and doing something, uh, living what you preach, practicing what you preach, walking that walk. Uh, very good, Scotty. That's dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited. So that's happening in about a month or so, about a month or so. Uh, yeah, dude. It's crazy times, man. Like I, I've been to New York City once, and I just have nothing but fond memories of it. Back in two thousand nine, <laughs> I was there. Uh, just a wonderful, beautiful city, man. Like I, I just, I felt so alive there, man. Like it was crazy. Like I went with my parents, and they went to bed early, and I literally just stayed up all night just walking around the city. Like, <laughs> and I just remembered the food, the food, man. Yeah, man. It was the most amazing food. Even if it's like a restaurant that was like in the side of a building that was like only like that wide, you had to like shuffle in sideways to, to get to the counter and you order your food and then you go outside and eat. It's like, even that like was the best food I've ever had. It's just like right. Peruvian food next to like <laughs> Ethiopian food. I'm like, I didn't even Yo, know. Come back, man. Let's, I know. First off, you're making me hungry. Second, you got to come yeah. back. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and we'll do, we'll, we'll go to some hole in the wall spot that I know out here. That's dope. That's awesome. And, and right now, you don't need to be vaccinated to do it. Fascinating. That's Come so to New great. York while you still can't, people. Right? Heck yeah, heck yeah, man. We can bring it back to life, right? Just rejuvenate it. Just just bring freedom back to New York, right? Like, you who don't. cares what they do? Like, I've heard of that strategy. Like, why doesn't all these, like, liberty-minded folks just, why don't we just flood New York? You know, just millions of us and just <laughs> take the city back, right? In a peaceful, positive <laughs> way with, with, you know, voting with our dollars and voting these psych- psychopaths out, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Holy crap, Billy, man. Thank you so much for sitting with me today, dude. Like, so exciting. It was All dope, man. Thank stuff. you for having me on your show, brother. My pleasure. So tell the folks where they can get more. All right. Uh, Theinfinitefringe.podbeam.com or The Infinite Fringe on Apple Podcast. You know, uh, while you can find it, please go out and do so. And there's no guarantee that it will be there for however long. You know, um, so that, that's why we're trying to build something else, you know, but uh, for now, we're still there. So go check it, man. Um, I'm putting up a new episode today and I have so many episodes just uh, in the pocket and I haven't had time to put them out. So I got to go ahead and do that. But I, I have quite a lot of material uh, for you guys. So um, stay, stay tuned, man. And if you don't know me, go over there and check it out, man. I'd really appreciate it. So um, there's that. Also, AmericaUnplugged.com. Go to AmericaUnplugged.com. It's me, uh, Tony Atterburn, and Don Jeffries, uh, the usual suspects. And we get together every uh, Saturday. And you can find the podcast on Apple Podcast on AmericaUnplugged.com. You know, and also on Rockfin Live at uh, 12 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. That's it. That's all I got right now. Thank you, Scotty. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much, Billy. All right, man. Well, we'll catch you soon. All right, peace.